Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Importantly, get ready for July. July is big, it's coming with a bang. We have, uh, please save the dates 8th and 9th of July. Business people save the dates 8th and 9th of July. There's a conference called the Thrive Conference where business minds come together and share yeah. key things. So, 8th and 9th, save the date. Alright, save the date. So, we've been going through uh, the month of May with some fundamentals and I want to share a recap of what we shared. Uh, the first Sunday we talked about the leader and we said everything rises and falls and on leadership. leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And we said business leaders should be comfortable doing business because it's moral and it's honorable, right? And the book we recommended there uh, was a book by Daniel Lapin called Thou Shall Prosper. The next uh, Sunday we talked about marketing and we said marketing is the first order of the day, yeah? If you have a business, it is not a business until it has a market. It's not a business until it has a market. So the first thing you do in a business is evangelize, you sell your business, go and market your business. And the book we recommended there was the one-page one page marketing plan by Alan Deep. And then we talked about systems and processes. And we said, if you're too busy to build systems, good systems, you'll always be too busy. All right? So systems are a principal thing. And systems is documented processes and trained people. Documented processes and trained people. And the book we recommended there was uh, E-Myth Revised by Michael Gabba. And last Sunday, we talked about the team and the people, and we said you need to build a cohesive team, a team of trained people who are cohesive, uh, disciple them, empower them, and have candor in your, in your organization. Be able to talk freely about so many things. But the key thing was there, disciple people, empower them, and mentor them. And the book there we recommended was Winning by Jack Welsh. And this morning, ladies and gentlemen, we have with us a powerful woman of God, a pastor. She leads many churches, but also she's a coach with Momentum Leadership Group. Pastor Florence, you're very welcome. Thank you. To Business Garage this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, please, over to you and share with us what you have for us today. Wow. Hello. Good morning. Welcome back, Pastor Chris, first of all, because yeah. you've been away for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've been you. told it's tender after tender after tender. Yeah. T times are busy. Times <laughs> are busy. <laughs> so good to see you. So good to have you back. Exactly. Thank you so much, friends, for having me. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here. My name is Florence Ndagir Senyonjo. I'm a coach with Momentum Leadership Group. I'm a John Maxwell speaker, trainer, and coach. And today... I'm so honored, yeah, to represent Momentum Leadership Group. I bring you greetings from Upmo, who is watching us right now. By the having, way, yeah. Upmo Kong, Chelsea won the Champions League. Yeah? I see some people raving fans here. Yeah, so he must be excited wherever he is. Yeah, and he's taking off some time to rest, and so I'm glad that I'm able to represent Momentum Leadership Group this morning. Yeah, um, I mean, we've had a very wonderful time learning these principles um, the past couple of weeks, and today we are crowning it because this is the last Sunday of Business Garage in the month for the first half of the year, right? So today we're going to talk about the money. Yes. Yeah? Who is excited? <laughs> I know that everybody here should be excited, at least if you're not running a non-profit, 
You're surely excited, right? The yeah, the Kafo, she's here. She's going to be cheering me on. Yeah, yeah. But before I get into that, I want to send some shout-outs, you know. So things that we've been teaching here, like Up M has mentioned before, are things we teach in a space in Momentum Leadership Group with a couple of businesses that we're equipping that are thriving and growing by leaps and bounds. So today I want to share, share shout-outs, send shout-outs to business group coaching three wherever you are i know you are watching wonderful business leaders and one of them is Catherine hamia from the upper room and i know she's in the house i've seen her this morning yeah Catherine, we're cheering you on uh claire athieno pk's organic farm yo yeah claire we celebrate you she's also here in the house yay then Elizabeth Sebombo, Pastor Liz from Runji. She's in the house. My God, you guys, if you're not here, you're missing out. All the business leaders, your next leads are in this place. Your prospects are in this place. Everybody's in this place, so you need to come once we resume in the month of July. And then Gladys Murunji, Elder Gladys Murunji from Agape Electricals and Electronics. Shout outs to you. I know you're watching all the way from Nigeria. Then Paul Ekrut, the one we know as Eki from Keneo Creations Limited. Eki, I send you greetings. And then Rebecca Mayanja from Kubwa Sports Limited. I send you greetings, Rebecca. So the past couple of weeks, we've been working with these different leaders on their businesses and they've been making such incredible progress. And today we're going to talk about the money. The money. I know that most of us, at least, everybody sets up a business to do what? To make some money, right? So if you're not, if you're not making money, maybe it's, there's another reason. Maybe it could be a non-profit and trying to change the world in a different way altogether. But for the most part, so the purpose of this session today is to help leaders turn a profit and set up dependable and reliable financial systems. Yeah? Leaders, never take your eyes off the money. Yeah. It's, about, it's about the money. Yeah? The money is the bloodline of your business. That's what Richard Branson says. So in 2006, Worship Harvest Ministry started. Yeah? Started in a restaurant called Chong King. Our fiesta then Chong King. That's <laughs> what Chris is happy. So in that place, the rent, the week, Sunday rent, was 30,000 Uganda shillings, 30, 30K. Doesn't even pay for me, the drivers. Yeah? 30,000. And then that rent was later increased to guess how much? 50,000. And my friends, as much as it sounds like 50K, come on right now, 50K, Pastor Chris, what would you do with 50K? Like we did nothing. That time it was such a big deal and such hard work to pay. Such hard work to pay 50K. Never mind there were other expenses to take care of, right? So the principles I'm about to share with you have taken us from a ministry that's struggling to pay 50,000 to a ministry that is investing over 2 billion. 2 billion from struggling to pay 50,000. God has been so gracious. He's revealed some principles to us. And from practicing those principles faithfully, we practice those principles in worship harvest, we practice those principles, these principles I'm about to share with you in Momentum Leadership Group, and we've seen such incredible progress. And in other businesses. And the good news is, you're not just going to hear these principles here. Upmo has written a book called Church Finances. Church Finances, and he's put down all these principles in this book. I know what's amazing. The book primarily was written for church leaders. The, as the primary audience yeah. 
and business business people are reading it more right? yeah they're seeing more results from this book so there's a number running on your screen get the book today if you are at a location watching us from there buy the book if you're here in the audience it's on sale in the foyer area just get yourself the book these principles we're about to share we're going to share them in brief but you can get the detail of it from the book, Church Finances, right? So are we ready to get into it? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm expecting that cheer all the way, right? Yeah, yeah. So there are eight principles that Apostle Moses talks about in this book, Church Finances. And the first principle he talks about, you know, when you practice principles, principle is a principle, right? It never fails on any day. It's like gravity, right? Any day you jump off the building, you're definitely, you're assured you're going to land down. So these are principles. You're guaranteed that they're going to bring increase if you practice them faithfully. There are eight of them, and the first one is the separation principle. Yes. That one. Yes. Yeah? You set up your car business, right, Evelyn? You set up that car business, and you know, all the money in the business is your money. Hey! Hey! hey. It's your money! You're the boss. You're and the owner. It, <laughs> you're the owner. You're the, you chop the money because it's your money and nobody's holding you accountable because it's your money. Yeah. And in this book, Aboto tells a story of a family member who went to visit a church. Yeah? So after a service, like a service we've just had here, we go out in the parking lot and the pastor comes around and he's saying hello to some people. Yeah? How are you? And while he's there, guess what happens? Um, a, a man riding a bicycle passes around selling fish. You know those fish... Yeah, you know them that come hitting that kind of thing. I don't know what it's called. That one, yeah. So passes by selling fish. So he's in a small parking lot with his congregants saying hello. And then this fish guy passes by. And he calls that guy, yeah. So he checks in the, in the fish basket, selects the one he really thinks this one will do for lunch, yeah. <laughs> will do a good job for lunch. And then what happens? He calls the usher. Hey, Kaposh, bring that money. <laughs> You know, and when Kaposh brings the basket, he picks out the money and pays for the fish. Hey, hey. what's the problem? In you're fact, the that, yeah, you're the, you're the pastor. Yeah. In fact, you're the one who called for the offertory. Excuse yeah, exactly. me. Yeah. So, and then what I like about that pastor is that he did it openly. So he wasn't hiding anything. <laughs> he wasn't hiding anything. It's his church. He set it up. Are you the owner of the vision? No. Are you the one brought the vision? No, sir. No, sir, please. Yeah. So he goes ahead and pays for the fish, right? Mm. After he pays for the fish, of course, uh, Abmo's family member is like, hey, how many of us here would be so excited to give our tithe and arise and build an offertory after that experience? Uh, tell me, come on, how many of you would be so like, pastor, I, give me another pledge card. <laughs> Just give me another, in fact, make them two. But guess what? Most of us, that's what we do in our businesses. And we expect the pastors should not do it. Exactly. So we expect the pastors not to do that. But in our businesses, we're doing exactly that. Yeah? When the money comes, it's your money. You chop the money. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, growing up, um, we had a neighbor who set up a very sizable grocery shop for his wife. He was a very hardworking man. And so after setting up the grocery shop, it was really sizable. He went back to Brick Lane, one of those really hustlers. Sets up a good shop, goes back to Brick Lane, and tells his wife, attend to this. Run the business. Guess what will happen? Every single time a hawker would pass by selling nice dresses, she would buy for the babies. 
every time uh, an I, the ice cream vendor, you know those ice cream vendors that pass by in the afternoon with like a sound, <laughs> passes by, she'll buy ice cream for the boys. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then they move from a sizable space into a smaller space because the shop kept shrinking. shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. They went to a smaller space. And when they went to a smaller space, eventually they stopped existing. The shop doesn't exist today, yet they have all the children. But imagine if they created the separation principle where you put a firewall between your personal finances and the business's finances. You know, in fact, some, some, some good business people have like a bag around here in their waist. You know that famous bag? Yeah. You know, so when you, people are selling, you're selling, you're putting in your bag, and then when you want to buy yourself something, you pick from the same thing. So if you don't want your pastor to do that, then you shouldn't do that for your business. We shouldn't do that for our businesses. We should have, there must be a firewall between our money and the business's money. The business has its resources, I have my resources. The business should have its own accounts, I have my own accounts. The business should have its property in its names, and I have my own properties. When we practice those, that principle faithfully, the business will have money to be able to run long term. Without the separation principle, you can't account for how much money has come into your business because you keep putting it in and out with taking care of these different things. There's no separation. So you can't account for it. You don't know how much has come in. You don't know who gets paid what. You have no clue. But we need to set up the separation between our personal finances and the business finances. The second principle is the vision principle. You know, initially you set up your business with a vision of feed my family. Yeah, it's, and it's not a bad thing, right? You've been through a straightforward financial growth mastermind, started your income streams, come on now, and you're, you're making the money, you know? Every single week you send your coach the, paper, the, the, the income streams document, the money has gone higher, it's your money, yeah? But there's no vision of the future. Why are we doing this business and to what end? There's no vision. Every single time you don't have a vision for your business, you, the, you don't have a reason to work. You cannot, when you hire people and put them in the business and don't give them a vision, they'll work the way they want. Turn up at whatever time they want, talk to your clients, whichever way they want to. There are no targets to work towards. Basically, there's nothing, there's no bigger reason for us why Life we are here. Life is just passing by. Life is just passing by. Are we making some kamane? Yes or no? You need to have a vision. Vision is a picture of the future that ignites or fuels passion. Once that vision is big enough, we have a reason to wake up every single morning to show up. Once we have no vision, I might as well not show up, right? I might as well not show up because what's the reason? At Worship Harvest, we have this, this is our vision. This is the future we see. We see a future with one million disciples. One million disciples. One million disciples in 1,000 locations in 50,000 missional communities that are engaging 50,000 frontiers, catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in 50,000 spaces, bringing 50,000 souls to Christ a week. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Now, once you have a vision like that, as a location pastor, I know that I have, in this timeline, I should be releasing this number of leaders to start locations, you know? We, Missional communities, how many souls are we bringing in? How are we taking care of those souls? Are we taking them in missional communities? Are they getting uh, discipled? Are they sent out to plant? All those kinds of things. Because there's a bigger thing, there's a target we are working towards. Without a vision, people are not compelled to do anything. 
vision is what compels people. So cast big vision. I know that when you're starting out, you're thinking about FMF, and then eventually you learn about vision. Then you said, okay, we shall do this beat. No, cast big vision. It's, it's, dreaming is free. Yeah. Absolutely free. So get, on the, get to the table with your team and say, no, let's create a future. What future do we want to see? Yeah, for this cosmetic business. What future do you want to see for that pharmacy business? What's the future? And draw it together so that every single morning you're working towards something bigger than you. Vision is what gives meaning to everyday tasks. Cast big vision and embrace the journey towards it. And guess what? Before you know it, you've achieved it. Right? Everyone runs with a the vision. They yeah. own the vision. And yeah. In fact, yeah. there's more ownership because everybody is something we are working towards. And so the, the passion is fueled and really ignited because there's something bigger that they're working towards. The third principle is the equipping principle, which I know that Abmore worked, towards, worked through last week. The equipping principle. If you want, you have, you've cast a vision, you know, and you've brought all these people on board to help you fulfill your vision, then you need to equip them. To, do what, to be able to produce the desirable results. Sometimes we hire people and put them in the business and expect them to deliver a certain type of results. And AppMD labor this, I mean, thought very deeply about this last week, so I, don't, I won't even go deeper into it. But come on, look at me right now. The only reason I'm able to sit here to represent Momentum Leadership Group is because AppM and a bunch of other uh, coaches have been investing in me, training me every single week. So the business doesn't get closed the moment AppM is not around or Pastor Angela or Pastor B3, the business is not closed. There are a number of other people who can continue running the business. So if you're focusing on the money, one of the things you need to do is to be intentional about training the leaders or the people that you employ in your business so the business can be able to run without you. When you equip them, you are guaranteed that you're going to achieve the desirable future. And he talked about the 40s. First of all, get the right talent. Yeah, talent is capacity, people with the right capacity to deliver the results you're dreaming about. Spend time with them, teach them, give them tasks. And when you do that, you will have a team that's able to deliver the desired results for your business. The process principle is the fourth principle. The systems you set up for your business will determine the volume you get, the volume of money you get. The systems and processes you set up for your business will determine. So picture with me, if the water in the river Nile right now all gushed into your compound, Pastor Chris, in Magere. Death, flooding. Fla yet, yeah. Isn't water a good thing? Of course. Of course water is a good thing. But your compound is not designed to receive that kind of water. It doesn't have the capacity. It doesn't have the capacity. It doesn't have the systems to, to contain, receive to receive and, and contain. contain that Yet water. that same water is a blessing to the nation. Oh, yeah. we, because of systems and processes in place, we are able to get electricity. But if that same water, you're like, you know what, that same water is producing electricity for the nation. Let it come to my compound. It will just destroy everything in your compound. So guess what happens? We set up our businesses and dream about... Um, Revenues of Some revenues of billions of money, you know. And when those billions come, think about it this way. The way you thought about River Nile coming into your compound when you're not ready for it, <laughs> that's what billions of money will do to you wow. when they land in your wow. business. You're not prepared for it. It will just destroy you and the wonderful vision wow. that you had for your business. Wow. So set up the principles, the processes. Faithful. When you set up the processes, they enable you to be faithful. Because you know, this is what's going from here. This is what happens when the money comes in. This is what happens. This one signs, it gets to the bank, it does this. Set up the processes. 
When you're faithful, then you're guaranteed for increase. You're guaranteed that everything is definitely going to increase. Some of the things we recommend in the book, and I'm, I'm going through this very fast because of the time that we have, but you can go back and read the book, it has the detail. Set up the principles, the, the processes, bank the money every time it comes. Never, never spend unbanked money. Yeah. Never spend unbanked money. Bank the money that comes in. Never spend unbanked money. The money provides, the money you bank will provide verifiable and independent record of transaction that no organization, that your organization can present, let's say to embassies, because banks are more, um, they produce more credible um, bank statements, yeah, that embassies will definitely uh, um, be able to receive. So bank the money and never spend it. Bank it, and every time you bank it, of course, there are receipts that come with it. File them, yeah? Paper trail. Paper trail. Ba budget. What, what are you going to do? How much is it going to cost you? Have the budget, yeah? Then there's something called the prepper trail. Every time money moves in one direction, there should be a, a document going the opposite direction. So every time I pay you, I give you a paper, you sign, and I take that paper back. That way you're able to track what happened when the money came in, where did it go, who received it, did they sign, Every time money moves in one direction, a signed piece of paper must move in the opposite direction. You are never too small to start processes. Start acting like where you want to go. Don't say, you know what, my business is still small. I'm the, only, I'm the only one who is employed. But if you want that business to become a big business, start acting like where you want to go. Set up processes. And Pastor Chris has a great example oh, for this yeah. one. So uh, in the beginning, I was running a small business with a few people. Yeah. And it was easy to to run the process of financing. So I did maybe 90% of the work from the invoicing to the collection to the banking. Now my beautiful finance wife, uh, Jean, cheers. She, set us a, she gave us a manual for five, but she told her, no, we don't need this thing. But I didn't realize that we'll need it later. Yeah. So what happens now is that uh, <clears throat> right from anything related to money, from the quotation, there's someone who does it, they know what to do to the, the, um, uh, the invoicing, there's someone who does that and they know what to do. Then to the collection, there's someone who does that and they know what to do. Then to the banking, budgeting, uh, even going to the bank, I don't go to the bank anymore. Yeah. And then even someone does the accounting and uh, reporting. So the whole, there's a process documented and trained for every, trans anything related to money. Yeah. So, most of the time, you find that I will probably just sign off a budget and sign a check, and then everything else does itself. Yeah. So it's important because if you're going to do everything, yeah. you realize that as you grow, you cannot be everywhere. You can't go to the bank, you can't pay, you can't buy even procurement. No. You can't go and buy everything. You will you will spend your day doing that. So that process thing is very very critical. I've seen it and it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. having the documented systems for every every process every that where stage. money passes. Yeah. Yes, every stage. Yeah. yeah. Without processes, we'll, money will end up doing whatever. It's there to, you know, whatever. Okay, we, do you want to do this? Let's do it. You know? Money will end up in places it shouldn't end up. We'll spend on things we don't need to spend on. We'll waste our resources. We won't be able to tell how much money we have got without the processes. Right? The fifth principle is transparency. Transparency, that one. Yeah. It's your business, first of all. Yeah? Yeah, it's your business. Yeah. Why should you be accountable, right? There should be people who know what's going on in your business. Allow people involved 
in the stewardship to know what's going on. When people are unaware of what's going on, they fill the gaps with their own imaginations, right? Hey, boss, we just bought in a deal of 50 million. Now you're telling us there's no money and your wife is looking hot. You know, yeah. we see Jean passing here every single oh. time in her heels. Tell us. Oh. And you say you can't give us a raise. Yeah. Pastor Chris, you have a good one oh, for that, that one. one. I have a good one. So, same story. Yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> so you do the budget. Yeah. When we're still small, you do the budget, uh, and then you, you, you sign it off, go to the bank, give the guys money to work. But most of the times when a budget comes, it is more than you have. Because the guys on the ground will want to spend the way they want to spend. Yeah. Yeah? So they give you the budget. But meanwhile, the same guy collected a check of 20 million yesterday. But he said you don't have 3 million to give them to what? Hey. To what? <laughs> so it was a big issue, a real yeah. big issue. Yeah. So until we started opening up, we're like, okay, every department should do their budget. Their budget. But when the budget came still, I still chopped it. And they still complained because they just saw money. They know the contract prices, they know yeah. everything. So what happens now is what we did. We said, okay, guys, there is the budget, and this is how much money. So they, they know the, the contracts are there. You know how much money is on each of the contracts. You know how much money comes in. You budget for the expenses. So this is what you're, because we look at our budgets every week. So we said, this is what is coming in every week. They know it. There is no income that they don't know. They are the ones who work. And this is the money you're asking to spend. Yeah. Go ahead. So all you do is have a <laughs> have target. Have fun. As long as you're not making a loss, yeah. bring the budget under approval. So yeah. now what happens is because it's open, yeah. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. Because there are some costs that are not seen to them. Yeah. Like insurance. Yeah. They don't see it. Yeah. Like rent, they NSSF. don't see it. NSSF, they don't see. They don't see taxes. the taxes. So you say, okay, guys, this is our budget, and this is what you're bringing in. You approve. Have fun. So even we reach, we reach an extent where we have managers approve budgets, which I approve. I say, okay, guys, make the budget, approve it. Mm -hmm. Then they started chopping the money themselves. They started fighting themselves. So now, it's an open process because yeah. we opened up. There's no hidden cost yeah. and there's no hidden income. Yeah. So that transparency really helps to, yeah. To, to, yeah. I don't need to add to that one. I guess it's clear, yeah? Be transparent with your partners, with your employees. Let them know what's going on. In fact, when you're transparent, like what you're doing, they will have even more ownership. Yeah of the money and the process and everything. No, they even come and say, but this customer is paying less than yeah, we should, we put. Yeah, we should increase this. Yeah, the, the, yeah because the, the, they now fully know yeah. what everything yeah. looks like yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. The sixth principle is the appreciation principle. Periodically bring your partners together and appreciate them. When is the last time business leaders you appreciated your employees? I'm not talking about the salary you give them every single week. Of course you do that and you should be doing that. But when is the last time you really appreciated them to them you're doing a great job? Here is a ticket to Dubai. You know, you've hit your targets. Here is this. When is the last time you appreciated your clients, your repeat customers, your raving fans? People were constantly bringing you business. When is the last time you did that and yet you expect them to continue recommending more business to you? When is the last time you sent a thank you card to that client who is always bringing you business? When is the last time you had a meal with your staff? If you're a location pastor for us here at Worship Harvest, it's our people who are partners, people who give towards the rise and build on all the other projects that we are running here. When is the last time you did that? 
periodically bring your partners together to appreciate them, give them accountability of what's going on in the business, envision them, receive their feedback. It creates more ownership. They are stakeholders in your business in a way. You might think this business, I'm the start and the finish, but you're not. All these people around you play a part in making your business succeed. So treat them as partners, treat them as stakeholders, and show it in the way you act towards them. Okay? The seventh principle, which is the second last, is the investment principle. Religiously set aside a certain percentage of your income for investments. You know, because when the money comes, you chop the money. If you chop the money and not set aside a certain percentage for business expansion, when opportunities come, you will not have anything to use. You will not have anything to use. And Pastor Chris has a, such a great example of that one as well. So, uh, COVID. Yeah. COVID comes. And then we have to, to make an investment. We have to make an investment. We, so we needed, we, we used a lot of products. So we had to start manufacturing soaps and sanitizers because the ones we were using would not be imported or they were out of stock. We needed money to start that business, yeah. Dagan Bagan Industries. So because we had been saving money yeah. aside, yeah. Uh, I think we really started doing a lot of that uh, mid last year. We had some money to invest and run the business instantly. So that came in very handy uh, uh, as far as having money to set aside. But then there are other things like yeah. putting aside money for, for taxes, yeah. putting aside money for business growth, yeah? and putting a man, uh, aside money as profit. I think you're going to talk more about that. Yeah. So all those things, setting aside that percentage every time, maybe on every transaction, you yeah. put aside a certain amount of money for different things, for business growth, for profit, or expansion, etc. Yeah. And like I just said that these principles we also practice in Worship Harvest and I've told you that since we started setting aside a certain percentage of all the money that comes in, we've been able to make investments worth billions of shillings. Yeah. And we practice these same principles in Momentum Leadership Group. In the past couple of months, I think from last year around August, September, we, we started practicing this principle of setting aside. We recommend 20% and we've been setting aside 20% and we've been able to invest over 30 million, over 30 million in investment. A business that's fair just started. There is a book there called Profit First yep. by Mike Michalowicz. Yeah. Uh, it's very powerful. It teaches, it helps people to learn and understand the need for put aside the profit first. But also on that account thing, you can have uh, accounts for taxes. You put aside an account for taxes. You put aside an account for yes, if you're doing and, a, yeah. a, a business for, for, for trading. You put aside an account for purchases, even for salaries. Yeah. 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 Usually, when we calculate our profit as business leaders, it's revenue minus expenses. Yet in the first place, we set up the business to do what? To make a profit, right? So let's not be shy about it. From the book Profit First, which um, Grace Munira recommended, who is Apmo's friend, who is your friend, and now my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now your friend. Friends. <laughs> your best friend. We learned this principle, Profit First. Friends, many of us have run this temptation of running your business and just making sure it survives. You're like, as long as I can pay rent, yeah. as long as I can pay my workers. And 10, 10 years down the road, you're running a business that's unprofitable. You've spent your blood and sweat encouraging your wife, one day I'll take I you to take Dubai, you to Paris. Yes. You know, you give everything and 10 years down the road, you have nothing to show for it. And you're so discouraged, you don't even want to look at the business. Start today. Revenue minus profit equals to expenses. Revenue minus 
Profit equals to expenses. Every other thing should fit in the expenses. In fact, if every other thing can't fit into your expenses, you quickly realize you don't have a business, which is a good thing to realize in the beginning than later, right? So we recommend that you do that. Profit first. The book that we want you to read this month, in the rest month, as we go to rest, read Profit First and Buy Church Finances. Right here. These are the books. Essential Practices for Church Finances. Buy this book during the month of June and the rest of the year you'll definitely see different results in your business. And to eat, you can add straightforward financial growth. Yep. This one, you know. Mm. Uh, it's also very powerful. They yeah. two come in very handy. In both and personal and organizational finances. Yeah. yeah. And lastly, we recommend that you open up different accounts. Okay? Open up different accounts for your business. Determine in the beginning that we will give our 10%. We recommend that you give a tithe of all your increase. And then set aside 20% for your savings and investment. Then open up a salaries account so that you know that the salaries are already taken care of. And when, every time you set aside that percentage, you realize that at the end of the day, you have money to pay salaries for months. Yeah? Open up a tax account. Half this money is going to the different accounts so that when the time comes for those things, for those activities, you have the money set aside. I think that's it for today. The last principle is the generosity principle, but we've run out of time. But when you buy the book, you definitely get all this information. And then share it with your team. Read the book with your team, read the book with your board, board, read the book with everybody, your stakeholders, and start implementing the principles. When you start implementing the principles, you're ready for increase. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, let's appreciate Pastor Florence for this amazing download, yeah? Very powerful, Pastor Florence, thank you so much, yeah? Thank you so much. Very clear that people are touched, people have learned, so thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, want to encourage you, buy these books, uh, Essential Practices for Healthy Church Finances. It up, they apply to, because principles are principles, they apply to businesses as well. And these are practiced and learned, all right? Now, uh, just a reminder, first of all, save the dates 8th and 9th July, but most of all, in the month of June, we don't have Business Garage, right? We don't have Business Garage, so we encourage you to go and download all the previous sessions and listen to them as often as you can. So we'll have rest month in the month of June, so there will be no Business Garage. And as we close, are the things you've had, the things you've been learning now are biblical principles. And these things have been taught to us by God, by Christ. And it would be unfair to go without giving an opportunity to anyone who is there, you might be here in the studio, rather in, in the auditorium, or you're at home and you've not given your life to Christ. Want to give this opportunity to give your life to Christ? Uh, just put up your hand, raise up your hand and pray with me this prayer. Father, I give you thanks for this opportunity to get to know you more. Yeah. I give you thanks uh, that you've given me the opportunity to love on me, to guide me, to live in me and take me on as your own child. So take my life right now and do something significant with it. I surrender everything of mine to you and I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Amen. So if you say that prayer, there's a number on the screen, 0775-642-449. There's a pastor at the end of that line who will tell you what to do next. So call that number and you'll get guidance on what to do next. Again, thank you for joining Business Garage this morning. Have a blessed Sunday. Tune in at 9 and 11.15 for Garage. And again, we have no business garage in the month of June. Thank you for being with us this morning. May you have a blessed week and God bless you all.
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Taking territory.